Episode 324, Stephen Upple. Write your own script. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com and join the conversation in the Facebook group, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Hey, hot off the press, I have to, before this interview kicks in, I have to update you. Awaken Your Alpha, Tales and Tactics to Thrive is available for pre-order across the world, basically. Amazon, UK, Amazon.com. Go and find it. Go and you can get it. be all the show notes from now going forward. And I'm just super excited because I just got the first physical copy test copies in my hand today. So if you go on any social media following me, you will see videos of me and my boys excited opening the books. Um, and yeah, it's going to be ramping up. So please do follow me across all social media. There's still plenty of ways to support. Get your own copy. Get involved. If you grab me on social media, there's still a few spots to get in the advanced. If you want to get a copy of this, yep, you can order that now. But also, there's still an opportunity to get into my book launch team via Facebook, where we'll be getting you'll be getting an advanced month ahead the rest of the world read through this book with lots of discussions, reviews, and really digging into what it's all about um, and really get involved by that way. So please do connect across all social media, but the best support you can do right now is go across to Amazon, Awaken Your Alpha, Towels and Tactics to Thrive, and pre-order your copy. There will be lots, of, there'll be bonuses coming for those who pre-order before the launch date, and you will actually get that arrive on your doorstep October 3rd, 2018. Okay, I have a very interesting one. This has been a long time coming, which we talk about in the interview. I have Stephen Upple on the line. He is an actor, entrepreneur. He's up to all sorts of things. If you're in the UK, you may recognize him or you may recognize the voice as well from Hollyoaks. He was in Hollyoaks for a long time. He was over in LA. LA. He's done all sorts, as I say. I'm going to jump straight into it. But Stephen, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Yep. Always, mate. Always. <laughs> awesome. So... That was a very brief intro from me. Is there anything you'd like to add or highlight? What are you all about at the moment? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a creative entrepreneur. I started off as an actor. So I went to drama college, trained professionally. Uh, had a great run straight out of drama college in, in terms of acting. I gradu graduated and got signed to a good agent in London straight away. I was, my first two weeks out of drama college, I landed a, a job. My first job was a musical on tour with uh, Bill Kenwright. It was Andrew Lloyd Webber's Joseph. Okay. It's amazing. Dream <laughs> wow. so, Yeah. Yeah. Um, first 10 years was that. But nowadays, I'm, I'm strictly all about the acting. Um, but I've also written and produced a short film, which is on Amazon and iTunes now. It's called Abe. When I came across you, you were heavily into Abe. And if no one knows about it, you changed quite a bit for Abe, didn't you? You was one of these actors. You went full in method. You like you're physically. You looked a bit different. <laughs> yeah, because um, that Abe is about a mentally ill recluse living on the streets of LA. So obviously, like I'm a I'm a health is everything. You know that's the yeah. number one for me. Foundation, what you build everything else on top of. So obviously, with Abe 
playing a mentally ill recluse who was um, punishing himself, basically, I lost five stone. So I, I weigh about 12, st- I don't know what that is in pounds, 12 no. stone. Yeah, no, I'm, getting, I'm about 12 stone and I'm thinking in pounds, it's maybe like 165, 70 pounds around that. I'm, I'm slowly getting it being in America, but yeah, it's still confusing me. <laughs> and when I shot Abe, I, I spent two years losing the weight, growing the hair and the beard. Um, and I was just under eight stone when I shot Whoa. Abe. Whoa. So, yeah painful very very i was gonna say and uh, yeah at at 12 stone you're not carrying excess weight it's you know they say it's a healthy muscle so yeah Yeah. losing that amount it really has a physical effect on you and blimey a year into it i was running 30 40 miles every other day and literally eating nothing but i got obsessed you know i'd 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 gone to that point where i was so obsessed that i actually did have a problem i literally without realizing it I got that obsessed um, and every other hour I was jumping on the scales it was nuts and and quite scary because I knew yeah. I was doing it. but I got to that point where I, I found that I, I couldn't I was thinking about it all the yeah. time it was- that's that's interesting yeah that's interesting like the, the the power of you know small habits building up and like going that negative compound effect or positive how it can happen like you you can do that in the reverse way, you know, for something that uh, you really want. Yeah, and I, I believe I have a saying, a man or woman can do anything as long as it's not forever. So that's what kept me going. I was like, I, w- I was so like setting as soon as this film is done and it's in the can, I'm, I'm going to get back to, to where I was. But it, it actually, I'm still repairing the damage mm. I did to myself. And we finished Abe like over two years ago mm. now. And, and I'm still repairing the damage that I did to myself. So I don't advise it to, no. to anyone, even, even young actors and stuff out there. You don't need to do it. You've just got to get into, into the character because there's so much CGI and, yeah. and Photoshopping that they can do now, nowadays. You can't with low-budget films like mine was. You, you have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you, you, there's other ways of doing yeah. it healthy. Smart I'm thinking about again, and if anyone's uh, again to give people an example, it reminded me of um, Christian Bale. Is it in The Machinist or something like that where he lost a load of weight? And like, I think he it looked like he took it too far. That was extreme. I don't think that was CGI. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't at all because he he's one of my um, like the people I I look up to yeah. in terms of, as an artist, and and that's what I so I, thank you for saying that because that's exactly. Um, what I was going for because I'm used to you get put in a box don't you not just in my profession in life in general you are that guy or you are that girl Um, and I wanted to get out of that box I'm I'm used to getting the 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 guy next door you know leading yeah I was gonna say so if for for Hollyoaks that was kind of your vibe wasn't it it was yeah you was the the good looking guy friendly like up next door and like you say that you I'm assuming you really got lots of them sort of roles or offers of that sort of thing and they are beautiful because they pay the bills you know I'm very very grateful for for those kind of roles but at the end of the day I'm an artist that's Mm. that's what that's what made as as cheesy as that sounds Mm. it's what my heart sing telling um stories are actually are gonna affect and and mean something to people um and hopefully influence them and make them think about their lives and i was like nobody's gonna give me this opportunity i'm i'm this guy so the only way that i'm gonna get the opportunity to do that is by doing it myself yeah and 
putting that out there to the world and taking it from there. Yeah. And Alien opened so many doors for me. Even to this, like, even now I'm reaping the re rewards yeah. of that. And I, don't think, I think Abe is going to be the gift that keeps on giving yeah. for, for years to come. I don't yeah. even think it's had its day yet. We've won well, a few Like you say, that's the thing. If ever, anyone tries to put you in a box, in, in the acting sense as well, from what you've done as well, you just give them a, have, a, have a little watch of Abe and they're like, oh, yeah. opens their mind straight away, completely different. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, and, and this is the thing about um, anything that you, you want to do. Like, I went through a period, Abe came about because I went through a period of um, not not working for a hell of a long time as an yeah. actor. Um, so, 10 years, boom, smashed well, I was it. Gonna, I was just like, you said straight out of college, you two weeks, you got your, like, a good, really decent role. Then, t can you tell us a little bit about, you know, um, going, almost going to, a, you know, in the UK, a well-known face, and how does that change? I know it's, it sounds like it went happened really quickly, and then going like maybe getting used to that sort of thing, and then like yeah. you say, having the struggles. Tell me about how Hollyoaks came along, and and what was that period like going from you know someone who's trying to get these different roles, but then actually being maybe recognised in the streets and other other benefits coming from that. Yeah. Okay. Well, Hollyoaks came about basically. I. Been steadily working away in the industry, and I got like my my best role. The Royal National Theatre. I did a, a play there, and it was my first acting job in terms of. So I'd done mute, a couple of musicals, but I'd only been out of college like a year and a half at this point. Um, and the History Boys was just a ridiculous smash hit. It was like a, a golden egg, and the Is Royal National James Corden in it and. I was the original cast, so I was still at drama college yeah. when they did it. So it was James Cord and Dominic Cooper, who are both like ridiculous stars in their own yeah. right now. Dominic is the lead in a, um, a big Amazon show called AMC and Amazon called Preacher. Preacher. Yeah, because I'm over in America. Yeah, we, we watched that. That is a weird show, but it sucked us in. <laughs> he was the original Dakin in the History Boys, and then that was, that was his character's name. And James Corden was the original Tim's. And that just catapulted them. Then there was the second cast change. So they were the original. Then the yeah. second cast change starred uh, Matt Smith, you know, Doctor Who and oh, The Crown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, who's a phenomenal... And then it was my cast. And in my cast, um, again, the guy who played Dominic Cooper's role is um, a well-known actor now called Ben Barnes. He starred in Westworld. Oh, okay. You know the new show Punisher that's on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's a lead villain in that, but he's done movies like The Words and uh, Big Wedding with Robert De Niro. He's wow. He's done and and he got from from the History Boys. Uh, he got Prince Caspian. Do you know the Chronicles of Narnia? Oh yeah, and yeah. that was ah. yeah yeah. So that's yeah. Ben, that's, that's my pal Ben. Um, and so, so that was incredible. And for me, I was understudying the four leads on that show. So I'll be the only Indian guy to ever play Tim's, the role uh, James Corden played yeah. in a, a West End um, paying audience, which is insane. <laughs> and that's what led to um, a touch of a, a, a bigger audience. And the casting director of Oaks at the time um, had heard about me and, and had seen the, seen the show. And luckily enough, saw me when I was on for Tim's. Okay. I was like, oh. And I had a meeting for one episode. 
of the show to play a personal trainer in one episode of the show. <laughs> so I went in and, and I auditioned and heard nothing back. But that's the game. Do you know, you only you only hear if you get the job. Yeah. You don't hear, hear anything. So you must learn to go in, do your work, and, and then get out. But then fast forward six months, I get called in again. But it's for a, a brand new character who's going to be a lead in the show. Um, and it was probably the, the longest audition period I've ever had because it was going to be the first ever Indian yeah. character show and they wanted to build a whole family around my character, which they did. And he was also going to be bisexual. So okay. for, for yeah. Indian, an Indian on it was like, you know what it's yeah, like. I remember, so yeah. It, that, that was, I think actually that was the period where, yeah, there was, there was big things like that in the sort of the, the regular soaps where they was trying to break some barriers and it got some big attention. I I just remember the, the lesbians yeah. in something like Emmerdale. I remember that was a big one that, that got a lot of yeah, attention. Yeah. And I actually, I, I'm actually remembering like that period, like when you said that it was big, big news in the UK. So like, so crazy, isn't it? That it's still like taboo to this day for, even though like gay marriage is widely accepted now and things like that, legal, it's still like, ooh. Yeah, to know? actually Especially, see it on screen, yeah. Especially because it's still such a, a taboo subject in the, Asian culture, mm -hmm. you know, um, like I, I got so many letters and from from young Indian lads and Pakistani lads saying thank you so much, like um, your storylines have helped me. So it was crazy because yeah. as an actor, you don't realize how much responsibility you sometimes have and mm. and how many people are actually it, it's influencing and affecting their lives. Yeah. So that's how Hollyoaks came about. Uh, seven auditions later, I I get the job. But the irony is, I'm I'm a big believer in if it is for you, you're gonna get it. Yeah. So in the last audition, there was like me and two other guys, <laughs> and we had to do a workshop. So so we were auditioning um, in front of each other, which is yeah. bizarre. That never happened. Yeah. But I was kind of coaching the other two lads, <laughs> like because like, they were like, oh, I don't know how to do this, and and. And I was the more experienced actor out of the three yeah. of us there. So I was like, no, try it like this. And, and one of the guys was like, ah, I can't do it. Why are you helping us? It's, it's not, <laughs> you know, because we're in competition. Yeah. I was like, there's no competition. You're in competition with yourself. If this job yeah. is meant for either one, you're going to get it. And that kid that has, has gone on to America, the one who didn't get it. And he's been in so many big shows like Grey's yeah. Anatomy. He's actually in the uh, the new season of Daredevil, you know, on okay. Netflix. Yep. So this is a kid, and, and that's what well, I that's mean. You know. The abundance mindset early on, but like you say, sounds like it's a little bit rarer in uh, the acting where it can be very ruthless and. Uh, people are so cloak and dagger, and it's it's apart from the irony is the people who are cloak and dagger, are the ones who aren't doing anything. Yeah. To be honest, who haven't had anything or are not doing anything, but my community. We're all like-minded, so we're, we're literally... I, I ring my mates. If I, if I get a casting through and I think, oh, Ian, it'd be great for this, yeah. or I send it over, I'm like, get your agent on this, and if, if they don't, just send, send an audition yourself, you know? And that, we, we all do that. Yeah. We're all like, you, you need... It's yeah, the aspect of a, you know, a, what people call, obviously, a mastermind as well, but just kind of naturally evolved yeah. from just being nice, nice people. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I do believe that. I believe that like, I, I want everyone to win, mate. Mm. I literally want everybody to win. That's not good enough, though. They have to want it for themselves. Yeah. 
but that's why like I I have no qualms of like saying look I've I've got this audition go up for it too like yeah. it, it doesn't because I'm very confident in my ability and as an actor it's not just about you can be the it's I think it's the only profession in the world mate where you can be incredibly good at what you do like at, at the top of your game and still not get anywhere do you know and yeah. and in the same breath be not so great but if your face fits have the most incredible career yeah ever no other profession does that if, if you if you're an incredibly good footballer you're going to be in the premiership yeah. you and chair they're not if you if you're mediocre you're not going to get anywhere but in the acting game you can be mediocre and smash it and you can be incredible and and never see the light of day so it's a very um, yeah. that's why act, i think the most insecure animals on earth too. <laughs> <laughs> um, i've got over that because i've been in the game 18 years now yeah. so it's that, that next stage, and, and it's when we, when you um, introduce or I introduce you, and I was talking about it before the show, like talking about the the comparison between entrepreneur and actor, and then the blurring of lines because, like you say, even when actors are you know doing really well, they they're they're always looking for the next role, and like it can just dry up for a bit, and all of a sudden, and then they're on a role that could be a, a pilot that then could go on to a season that then could go on to like some smash hit that's like ten seasons. Yeah. It's it's, uh, yes. it's you know the mentality behind it and to be able to survive a long time and and thrive or not you know not get too depressed or depressed. Um, tell us yeah. a little bit about in Hollyoaks as well because I know sometimes when you get in like a really well known soap there are them 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 Ken Barlows who are there there for like 50, 60 years and <laughs> the, I always felt like the yeah. Ken Barlow yeah phenomenal. How does it meant to, do you ever think oh my goodness in a good way or a bad way I could be in this for forty years or this this could be it or did you see some actors get comfy? I know I spoke to Jamie Lomas and I think he was worried about being in Hollyoaks for too long or being in, or going back and stuff like that. What were your thoughts around that? Or did you feel like you could get cut any time that you could um, and just enjoy it while it lasted? Because I know they kill off characters as well, just when some people are getting going. No, I had straight from the, the outset, I was like no more than three years. Three years was my, um, my cutoff limit and I yeah. stayed on the show for three years and I left. Good um, discipline. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so, because I wasn't growing anymore. It, it became a job. I, I learned so much and I'm so grateful for that, that job. Yeah. Because before my, my training was in theatre, mm -hmm. uh, you do very little film and TV work at drama college. It's very, um, especially the one I went to, very classical and it's very stage orientated. Mm -hmm. um, so I treat Hollyoaks a bit like film school. It was my, my three years of training. But at the end of that, I had, um, I had nowhere else to go and I wasn't growing. So I was like, okay, so now it becomes a case of the money's awesome. So do I stay for that, which is not what I got into this game for in the first place. As an amateur, I used to pay to go to classes and stuff. So get back to your love, why you did this in the first place and, and get out and explore, be brave fall flat on your ass like I did. I was mm. out of work for six or seven years, not getting auditions. When oh, I went to LA, this is, where, this is where Abe came about. I, I sunk yeah. into a massive I was going to say, tell us about, you know, you, probably one of your lowest points or, and the mentality. Did you ever feel like it was a mistake? Did you have at times that lowest point? Oh, I should have just stayed there for another year or gone back. And that kind of mentality going from, like you say, high profile, good money to then by choice, really struggling. Miss 
Mr. Invisible. Um, yeah. Of course, I constantly, when I went through this state of depression, I was like, I made, I made a mistake. I, like, I, I shouldn't have left so early. I was a bit, bit too naive. But um, it, it all came good. So basically, I left Hollyoaks and I was out of work for about six or seven years. But I'd, I'd grown entitled because for the first 10 years of my career, it flew and I've, I've always been ridiculously hard working. So, yeah. so the formula, what I get auditions, I go in there, smash the auditions out of every three auditions I went to. And this is like uh, an anomaly in itself. I'd, I'd, um, I'd book a job, yeah. which is why I was working. So, so I was like, it, it's going to be cool because, because I do the work, but what I never prepared myself for was not actually getting the auditions at all. Oh, and literally, yeah. Nobody, and, and at the time, I had no other, other, other brain power, you know, like, yes. this, this is what I am an actor, I can't do anything else, which is ridiculous, it's a ridiculous mindset, and I got myself out of that, so I'd sunk into a massive depression, um, and I was, like, I could see that my savings were disappearing, I had no income coming in, but I did save a hell of a lot of money during my time on the show, but it was good, and every time, that was going down i was getting worse and worse mm. but and that was my my lowest period was probably when i looked at my bank and it had gone down to like 50 50 dollars because i was in la at the time yeah. i was like i need i need to get a job and for the first time in 10 years i had to get a, a normal job and i was working in a juice bar yeah. in melrose um took a lot of hits to my my ego because i, bet, I was on yeah. minimum wage was on minimum wage um, and people had still come into the shop, you know, who were on holiday. Yeah. You're in Hollyoaks. Oh, man. How did that feel? <laughs> painful. Honestly, painful. Like, I can remember going, going and serving them the juice and then going back into the, uh, the toilet in the back and crying my eyes out. I was so lost. Yeah. And then I got to, I started to manage to do some personal training and then I got onto the whole um, business side of things. I took a, like an, an online business course and started getting into Tim Ferriss and things like yeah. that and re-educating myself and learning that the business I'm in, it's called show business, not show off, and yeah. show up. So I had to learn. I started to dive deep into the business side of it. Um, and then it came to a point where someone went, well, well, what kind of stories do you want to tell? I went, this is, they went, well, write it then. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was literally it. I just, like, all of a sudden, everything became clear. I went, that's what I have to do. If I want to show people what I can do as an artist, why am I waiting for someone to give me the permission yeah. to do what I love? When you can literally, on your phone, you can make a film. You yeah. know, it, it, I, and I was like, I've got to take complete ownership here. There's no excuses. If I, want to, if I want to act, if I want to tell stories, then I've got to act and tell stories. And that's how the writing thing came along which so out my darkest moment sprung my best what seemed like the the, the lowest point in my life actually is is give it i've grown and i've yeah. evolved through that pain. and now i have so much power and control over my my uh, creativity yeah. it's insane so with abe everyone sees me as this yeah the, the guy next door no real de any all the characters i played except for on stage all the tv characters no real depth yeah. to, to the characters very two-dimensional characters so obviously my family are like oh 
you know, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, behind me 100%. But this is a crazy thing. So they go, oh, he's making a little short film. Let's hope it, hope it does well. Yeah. When I had a screening for my family, and remember, your family are the people who want you to win more than anything. You yeah. know, they, they're your biggest supporters. After Abe had finished, there was complete silence. And my mother and, and brothers and sisters individually said, we had no idea that you could do that. So this is my point to anyone wow. who's listening. If your family have known you since you were born, your biggest supporters, the people who love you more than anyone else on earth, don't believe that you, you're capable of doing something like that. How do you expect a casting director or an agent? If they can't see it, they can't believe it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's, 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 so you've got you to get out there and show them. And off the back of Abe, I signed with CAM, CAM, which is one of the biggest agencies in, in England. They're in the top five. So they look after people like Martin Freeman, oh, yeah. the guys just on Black Panther, Ray Winstone, Ben Barnes, who I told yeah. you about. Ben Barnes is, is rep by them. Um, not through Hollyoaks or anything like that. They watched Abe sign me. From Abe, I got my first, the irony, I moved back to London at this point now because I'm with CAM. And yeah. I think, well, I get, get my first American audition for The Mummy with Tom Cruise. I booked it. I remember. So I land, <laughs> yeah, I land my first, the irony of it. Do you know, I'm in LA for four years, nothing, working in a juice bar, earning the, a bit as a personal trainer I move back to London within two weeks I sign with CAM I get my first audition and I book it and it's The Mummy with Tom Cruise you can't even write <laughs> no I know it's ridiculous and it sounds like you know obviously that lowest point up until then now looking back it gives your life some some flavour some contrast because like before like you say you were just you were flying you just came straight out and just got booked yeah. your job straight on stage the Hollyoaks and you just like to that point it was almost felt like you was bulletproof and I needed it because it humbled me, it brought me back down to earth and allowed me, like, I'm an avid reader anyway, but since that, that I hit rock bottom, reading is, is a, my lifeblood. Mm. You know, it's so important. There's that cheesy saying, readers are leaders. It's cheesy for a reason because it's so true. Yeah, you I know. know? I, 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 I'm with you on this because at times when I feel myself drifting in certain directions or mentally and then a lot of times I'm like, oh i haven't read like i need you know i need to read it doesn't have to be a lot but a few pages every morning of the right stuff yeah. and it just keeps me on the, it just keeps me on the straight and narrow big time <laughs> yeah yeah that's absolutely it so yeah out of my rock bottom came again it was fight or flight came it was I'd, and if i could go back in time I'd, i wouldn't change it i wouldn't change it i needed to go through that and I think it's Martin Luther King who said it's only in the darkness that you get to see the stars mm. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. never never a truer saying you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's the only way you grow sometimes I used to think oh god why can't I be like the Ken Barlow's of the world who just you know <laughs> get job and they're sitting it for like the comfortable and, and it's not the way I'm built yeah you know well, yeah Look at links to that because I used to be a teacher for almost 10 years, and um, one of my yeah, one of my first again, I it reminded me because I was straight out of college, got into a good school, like all really good school. And everyone in my department, I remember about a year or two in, everyone in the department had been there like 14 15 years, like that was the, yeah. the newest person there. And they said to me that because I, I, I was getting married and gonna go traveling for a year, and they said to yeah. me, 
like, why are you doing this? Like, you could like, you could be here, like you could stay here and you could go, you know, be here for the next 20 years. You're, you're kind of set. And I think they were trying to like entice me and that scared the crap out of me. I was like, oh, same sort of thing. The Ken Barlow scenario. And I was just, it, it had the opposite effect. And yeah, no, mate, I, I hear that. There's the same 95% of the world, they die when they're 25. They just don't get buried until they're 80. You know, yeah. and never a truest thing because, because again, society, we, we kind of like fear leads us so 95 percent of the population that the 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 brain is is tricked into this like sheep-like mentality i call them the walking dead Mm. you know and and from a young age you're conditioned into this nine to five nursery nine till three then you go to school then you go to college then you go to university so for the first 21 years of your life all you've known is this routine this nine to five you have to wait go somewhere that you don't particularly like, and then come home, have your tea, and do it all over again. But when you get into a habit and a routine, it's like they, they become addicted to it. So now it's become like a need, oh, I've, I've got to, and, and they're like that. And as soon as they find something, that's it. That's yeah. safety. They, they want to be in something forever. Hats off to people who, who enjoy that. And, and you know, but I think the only thing that comes in your comfort zone is mediocre, yeah. mediocrity. And, yeah. And no well, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving some of these quotes that are coming out now. So I'm, I'm going to start to wrap this up with an alpha round. And so I want to start off. Yeah. Is there a particular quote that really resonates for you? I know you mentioned a Martin Luther King quote there. Or is there one that really, how you, your approach to life? How you- Hard work beats talent. That, that's probably number one. Hard work beats talent. And, and it's, because I'm, I, I don't consider myself as partic- particularly talented, but um, I, I'd like to. I, well, I am. I, I work hard, and I, I always aim to be the hardest worker in the room. Because I know consistency over time that's going to get me everything I want in life. That discipline. It's like um, Jocko Willink. He's this. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I've said his name wrong. You know who he is. I know he who has is, the yeah. same discipline. Discipline equals freedom. And that, that's it, you know, inspiration and motivation, they're fleeting, they're fickle beasts that will come and go and let you down. Your self-discipline will never, ever let you down. So for me, hard work and discipline, they come hand in hand. And I know that I'll get everything I want. It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. But if I'm consistent and I continually work day in and day out, eventually, whenever it is, I'll get it. But the, the journey that I'm going on, because I love doing it, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, of course I want it all now. I'd love, <laughs> love it to be now. Of course, I'd be lying if I said otherwise. So it's all, everything's yeah. coming, coming together, you know. And with a YouTube channel I've started again, you know, the Creative Entrepreneur, the Kia Life YouTube channel with the, the talk show and the, the health tips as well. It's, it's just all, it's all connected, yeah. you yeah. know. It's all one thing. It's not like I'm going to go off and make an app because that's just retarded. I'm, I, I have yeah. no interest in making apps. And I'm, I'm not that way inclined. So, so it if like I try to you're doing do that, is, yeah, you've got an interest in it's your passion to it, but it's like all different, not just not just the acting now. So I mean, yeah, who inspired you when you was either growing up or or more recent times? It, was, it could have been from afar, or it could be you know someone who said the right thing at the right time. Might have been that person who come in and said right A, basically. <laughs> I don't know. Well, as a young lad, I've, I've been watching films since I was. Since yeah. I was born, probably, 
Um, one, one of my influences, well, two really, and not for acting, just the way, way they are, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> like, I devoured everything that they they said and did from a from a young age. You know that that discipline, that that hard work, that work ethic. Sylvester Stallone, especially because everyone thinks that he wrote, he watched, he was this down and out actor. Couldn't well, he was was an unknown poor, had to sell his dog. All oh, that's true. And then all of a sudden, he watched Rumble in the Jungle, the Muhammad Ali fight. And all of a sudden, he, he gets the inspiration and he writes Rocky in three days and the rest is history. That's like the Hollywood version of the yeah. actual truth. <laughs> yeah. The truth is, before he wrote Rocky, he'd already written 26 full-length feature films that never saw the light of day. Wow. Rocky was number 27. And in those days, think about it, there was no laptops. It was typewriter. Yeah. So if you mess up, you've got to get the tipex out or you start again. Uh, and it's on his Instagram for, for people who are listening. Look, he's, he's posted it on official Slice Stallone. He's got a picture of him like that on his tiny little flat in Hell's Kitchen, yeah. surrounded by the grips that he'd written. And he's probably like in his early 30s in this. And he said, Rocky was number 27. And it still took two and a half years for, for that. He, he took it to every studio, a few people bit, yeah. some of the bigger ones, but I didn't have nothing to do with it. And I know, it. I, lot, I think a lot of them wanted to, ha when they wanted to have it, they wanted to squeeze him out. They didn't want to give like him oh, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, we'll, we'll give you, I mean, I'm making up these numbers because I don't know the actual yeah. numbers, but like, say, that, say uh, MGM or whoever it was, we'll give you half a million dollars. And remember, he was broke at this yeah. point. Half a million dollars for your script, but we just want the script, nothing else. We don't want you. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. He took something like ridiculously small from a smaller studio that then ended up blowing up because of, yeah. of Rocky and becoming a big studio. He took something ridiculous like $50,000 as, as yeah. opposed to five. dollars As him as the lead, yeah. <laughs> he was a lead and, and everything he's done since he wrote The Expendables, no one knows that he directed Saturday Night Fever. Do you know the John Travolta? Yeah. That, I think I completely forgot. I think I'd heard that some, but I think the first time I heard that, I think I was massively surprised. I completely forgotten again. That's crazy. He is so much smarter and more artistic than people will ever imagine until you. And it's just a shame that he hasn't done an autobiography or anything mm. like that. You yeah, because I've, I've got Arnold's autobiography. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> the first one, like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm on that, but um, yeah, Sylvester Stallone for sure, uh, A-level English teacher, first thing he said to us, preparation is the key to success, I'll never ever forget that, um, uh, and that, that was incredible, but in terms of where I've got myself, it's, it's all these guys, you know, um, I, I wait, when I'm on it, when I, I focus, I have a strict routine, I get up at 4.30 every morning, Aside from a Sunday, I have a line. So, I mean, in, in all you do, are there any resources or anything that springs to mind in that just helps keep you on the straight, straight and narrow? I know we talked about more habits from the reading and stuff. Is there any resources you use in, you know, your entrepreneurial life or anything that you think is relevant? Yeah. Oh, my God. Aside from books, like yeah. you don't have to. Mentors are important, but they don't have to be physical mentors, mentors in books. But I listen to a lot of podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um some incredible ones out there like the Tim Ferriss show is, yep. is incredible uh, Oprah Winfrey Super Soul Sundays there's one called Entrepreneurs on Fire I, I've got a yeah. ton of them app, uh, pop, is it an app pep talk 
So basically, I, I don't know who's done it, but you know, on YouTube, you've got all these motivation and, uh, and inspirational speeches. Yeah. From uh, they've they've compiled them all. Okay. So you that, and you can just so every now and again on the morning, I'll when I'm making my coffee and stuff, and I need need to get myself in that zone, ready yeah. for war. I just I just bang a pep talk on, and um, and it gets me in, in in the mindset. Perfect. Right. Who would you recommend from your network would be a good interview for Awaken Your Alpha? When I when you say Awaken Your Alpha, and bearing in mind our sort of conversation, you think actually they would add some value. That's a that's a good good person to get on. Um, one of my best friends who I actually had on my show last night, Whiskey Wednesdays, Ian Sharp. We he's he's from a working class background too. Uh, multi-millionaire now uh, we went to drive college uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous never read a book it came out of school with zero qualifications um, and now is he's a founder and ceo of sharp house which is a film and tv production company wow so most recently and they're only pretty brand new been five yeah. years in the game their slate of films that they've got in pre-production is ridiculous He'd be, he'd be a great That sounds guest. awesome. Yeah, you know, if you can, uh, after the show, maybe connect us, that'd be brilliant. Um, and if people yeah. want to find out more about you, and you mentioned about Whiskey Wednesdays, I know that's, we haven't had a chance to talk about it too much. What's the best way they can connect with you to find out more? Um, well, my Instagram, which is simple. It's at Stephen Upple. Um, feel free to get in touch, guys. Uh, my YouTube channel, Kia Life. So you can you can look that up, and on there there's just so much stuff going on, and obviously Facebook, which is Stephen Lackey Upple. I I do a Facebook Live every Wednesday called Whiskey Wednesdays, where I'll have guests on, or we'll be we'll be talking about anything, all topics, because I want I want to bring the Renaissance culture back to modern world, get people yep. off these things so much, <laughs> and get and present back into the room so i'll put all them links in the show notes as well so you can jump across there and, and grab all of that what's what's the future hold for you what's the next year what's 2019 all about for you i've got like at the at the end of this year i can't talk too much about it but um I'm, i've been cast as one of the leads in a, a show called the long pigs which is bad robot is a production company which is ridley scott yeah so yeah. 2019 it, it takes a long time to get projects in a production so i'll be i'll be still pushing my projects keep me in the dark and warlord and also just just continually pushing i'm i'm getting very close i've i've just had a meeting i can't really say what yeah. this project mm -hmm. is but it's the first one for marvel and dc that i've been steamed for and i'm, I'm pretty so it's it's all going in the right direction yeah. i want to grow my youtube channel because it's it's about giving back mm -hmm. and i don't want to give back when I'm on the top of the tree, because yeah. it's easy when you're the Rock Johnson to say, you must do this and this. Yeah. I want to see people see me struggle, yeah. going from having, having success, which I did with the Holy Oaks, yeah. then losing everything, then to rebuild. So I'm taking people on my rebuild journey with me. But the film that changed my life was Abe. So if people want to see that, it's now available on Amazon, iTunes, and Google Play. And it costs less than a coffee to own. It's £1.99. Yeah. It's a soft wow. film. It's, it's um, 15 minutes long. costs you less than a cup of coffee. And it completely and utterly changed my life in terms of my acting career. And I, I cannot like urge you enough to pick up the pen. Stop relying on other people to allow you to do what you want to do. 
pick up the pen or get off your ass and do something. Love it. I, I can't finish the episode any better than that. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Stephen. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Please do head over to Amazon of your respective country. Search Awaken Your Alpha, Adam Lewis Walker, Tales and Tactics to Thrive. It will pop up. You can pre-order. It will be there on launch day, October 3rd, in your hands. And please do take a photo with you, um, with your copy, wherever you are around the world. The more interesting, the better. And please do connect across all social media. I really want to hear about it. It's an awesome book. Trust me. I put in 100% putting my name behind it. I haven't held back. It's come out as good as I planned. So this is it. If you don't like this, then you just don't listen to the show anymore. But please do get a copy. In terms of the potential impact, it can have you very inexpensive. So please do have a copy, share, and uh, let me know what you think. Cheers, guys. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. This show was sponsored by Assistagram.us, personal Instagram management, growth, and branding. Please do go and check that out. I'll be updating you with how the collaboration, how the partnership goes over the coming weeks and months. If you've got any questions, please do ask me or go direct to Zach and the team.